This is Forage Plus Academy. Wherever you are, riding your horse, mooching at the stable, picking poo in the field, or sitting down for a quick cuppa, plug in your earphones or hitch up your speakers and get ready to get expert about horse nutrition and management. I'm gonna love you all my life. everyone, this is Sarah. I hope you have had a fantastic time with your horse lately. Gatsby and I have been having a great time. We've done a bit of show jumping, we've done a bit of pole work, he's really coming on. And because of that, I thought, why not do some intro dressage tests? So I've done two so far. The first one was outdoors, and I have to say, I did not think I'd stay in the boards, or if I got near the boards, I didn't really think I'd stay there for long. I thought I'd either be outside or right in the middle. But he did really well. We got two firsts. The second time, we were in an indoor arena. And as we came down in trot and came to walk at sea, he did the most enormous spook. That was because there was a gallery and then glass with where the judge was sat. And then there was an open door. So he just had too much to look at. Anyway, we went for an eight, right down to a four. Oh dear. It was pretty warm both days. And of course, when they change their coats in September, they do get a bit fluffy. And because I haven't clipped any of my horses yet, he was pretty sweaty. Now this time of year, I tend to swap sweatiness and a bit of fluffy coat for not needing to rug. But you do have to have one eye on your electrolytes if your horse uses up more electrolyte minerals than are contained within the grass, hay and bucket feed your horse is eating each day. So today I'm going to talk about how to understand what levels of the electrolyte minerals you need to feed to horses. Electrolyte supplementation is important when a horse sweats or eats forage which is short of the electrolyte minerals. So how is it best to support your horse with the electrolyte minerals it needs? What are electrolyte minerals? Do you need an electrolyte supplement for your horse? And why pay attention to the amounts in your grass, hay or haylage? The major electrolyte minerals are sodium followed by chloride and in smaller amounts potassium. Very small amounts of calcium and magnesium are also needed. Sodium is vital for many cellular processes, including muscle contraction. This mineral is involved in movement of glucose into cells. Glucose is then metabolised in the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell to produce energy. When your horse is low in sodium, this mineral is drawn into the bloodstream to maintain mineral concentration and balance. This means that less glucose can be transported into the cell and this is when you might see lethargy and tiredness in your horse. As sodium commonly shows up as being low in UK forage, then this electrolyte can have a high impact on the performance of a horse even in light work when there's not enough supplied in the greatest proportion of the diet, which is always going to be grass, hay and haylage. Where a shortfall of sodium occurs at low levels of work or even at maintenance, then the body 
will always be trying to play catch up. Sodium is the major controller of water balance in tissues, so low levels in the horse's diet are likely to lead to the horse drinking less water and then becoming dehydrated. Some horses can effectively be dehydrated for years due to low levels of sodium in the main forage portion of their diet. You may see this as wrinkling of the skin, especially over the hindquarter area as they walk. A pinch test can also be used in the neck area to check the elasticity of the skin and see how quickly it rebounds after it's been pinched. Sodium is what the brain reads in determining when to trigger thirst and when to regulate the amount of sodium and water the body excretes in the urine. This is why a shortage of sodium is likely to lead to less drinking of water as the body tries to balance the amount of sodium needed to maintain homeostasis in the blood. The pinch test seen used in endurance competitions is where the vets are essentially looking for a sodium deficiency. Dr Eleanor Kellen, VMD, a leader in equine nutrition, reports that as little as 2 to 3% dehydration can lead to a 10% drop in performance. The interesting thing is to ponder how many endurance competitors have analysed their forage to see what levels of sodium are contained in that which is the greatest proportion of their horse's diet. Most competitors leave this vital part of the performance jigsaw to chance, guessing on the amounts of sodium and other electrolytes their horse will need to maintain levels during periods of extreme performance. They will perhaps feed a proprietary electrolyte supplement which may or may not hit the right amounts. Where sodium levels are adequate, then guessing the amount may well avoid the dreaded drip at the end of the race. But for the horses which run low on sodium, we suggest that low levels in forage are the culprit and that simple analysis of that forage could support and maintain healthy electrolyte levels by leaving nothing to chance or guesswork. Chloride is involved in a host of reactions that include maintaining normal pH, fluid volume and electrical conductivity of cells. Forage seems either to be very well supplied with chloride or very poorly supplied. Where your horse's forage is in the poorly supplied category, guessing how much your horse needs may well lead to reduction in performance when your horse starts to sweat due to heavy work. Potassium is the major electrolyte inside a cell, but it's really, really well supplied in grass, hay and haylage. The forage our own horses eat, for example, supplies enough potassium for five hours of constant heavy sweating. So we've never had to supplement extra, as we've never exceeded this five-hour point. However, it is always wise if you're demanding high levels of continued exertion from your horse to analyse the grass or the hay or the haylage eaten, so you take the guesswork out of supplementation. The difference in sodium and potassium concentrations outside and inside cells is responsible for the excitability of muscles and nerve tissues. So getting the ratio between these two minerals correct by feeding adequate sodium is important. If potassium is deficient, which is very rare in a horse on a forage-based diet, 
Symptoms can include fatigue, heart rhythm irregularities, muscle weakness or tying up, and nerve irritability, also known as thumps. The National Research Council, in the current sixth revised edition of Nutrient Requirements of Horses 2007, gives the following calculations to determine maintenance requirements based on body weight. For sodium, it is 0.02 times body weight. For chloride, it's 0.08 times body weight. So a 450 kilogram horse requires nine grams of sodium and 36 grams of chloride per day. Note these are minimum levels and do not take account of sweat losses on a hot day or through exercise. Our statistical analysis of forage has shown that on average, horses obtain far less usually than nine grams of sodium per day through the forage they eat. A forage analysis will allow you to balance your horse's diet to the common mineral deficiencies found in the forage eaten, covering all minerals and of course, all the electrolytes. So when you look at an analysis, they usually show good levels of potassium and chloride in the forage. However, levels of sodium are usually low and sodium will be washed out if you soak in hay. So although sodium usually scrapes covering a 450 kilograms horse maintenance needs at 10.4 grams of sodium per day, once this horse begins to sweat, then a shortfall will occur. And this shortfall must be supplemented to maintain optimum health and performance. So to cover sweat losses, feeding 30 to 50 grams of salt per whole hour of heavy sweating after exercise to replace electrolyte losses after work is really wise. You can do this easily in a small amount of feed after the horse is drunk. Just add a small amount of oil or a high oil feed such as micronized linseed or copra and that will help protect the stomach if a high level of salt is needed. A level 25 ml scoop of salt contains approximately 9 grams of sodium and 14 grams of chloride. But remember, different types of salt will weigh differently. That's just because of the heaviness, the volume of it. So table salt tends to, to be smaller granules, so it'll actually weigh heavier in a 25 ml scoop than something like rock salt or sea salt, which has larger granules. So just be aware to weigh it rather than to think that all salt is going to weigh the same because it won't. If you can't carry out a forage analysis, then feeding a forage focused horse feed balancer is wise. The balancer should target only those minerals which are commonly deficient as match to ratios. This means that your horse will have access to the right amount of minerals to maintain health without excess minerals acting to block uptake. Sodium and chloride should be supplemented in the form of plain salt, which can be purchased really cheaply from a supermarket. In fact, I always say it's about the cheapest thing you'll ever buy for your horse. Some people might prefer to feed rock or sea salt in order to avoid the flow enhancers added to table salt. 
I don't find the flow enhancers are a problem, but some people prefer just to avoid them. In the UK, five grams of salt is a low statistical average taken from our many hundreds of forage analysis to add to horses feed to cover maintenance electrolyte requirements. This is the amount in 100 grams of our balancers. We double this amount to 10 grams in the performance balancer. Any excess of sodium and chloride, if your forage is well supplemented with sodium, which is uncommon, or chloride, more common, is easily and efficiently excreted from the kidneys. Of course, ample drinking water should always be provided at all times so that the horse can hydrate themselves sufficiently. And lots of people ask us, is an electrolyte salt lick enough? There's no doubt you should provide a salt lick too, in addition to supplementation of salt each day. But don't rely on this to provide your horse with the electrolyte it needs, either for maintenance or replenishment of those lost through sweating. There are two good reasons for this. One, it's guesswork as to how much a horse can actually lick from a salt lick. And two, some horses won't touch salt licks, even though they may be short in electrolytes. Adding salt to a feed will mean that you know your horse has had enough sodium and chloride to cover what it needs for maintenance if you think you're short or if you've been, it's been sweating, you know it's been covered. Use forage and mineral balancing to check potassium, calcium and magnesium levels or feed a forage focus balancer. It definitely pays to pay close attention to salt levels so you get the best horse performance. A few years ago, we had an interesting experience on the importance of getting electrolyte balance right as matched to grass, hay and haylage. This was with our Arab, CSA Maurice, otherwise known as Moo. He was competing in his first year of endurance with EGB. We were feeding minerals balanced to our forage and had calculated electrolyte losses as matched to the sweat losses for moderate work. As the season progressed, Moo gained grade one after grade one. However, at one ride, he gained grade two and took half an hour to start drinking after the race. He also got a dehydration score of one. Fairly normal, you might think, if you're an endurance rider. But I wasn't happy, as something was wrong if he wasn't drinking. When I got back home, I went back to my calculations and checked them. It was apparent that I'd not been accurate enough, and that the replacement of sodium in particular had been way too low. Dr Kellen, the vet in the United States, advised me to load with sodium for two weeks at 100 grams of salt per day in order to replenish the low levels which had occurred due to insufficient replenishment after sweating. The next ride we competed in was two weeks later and he not only passed urine two times during the 42k ride, an indication of good hydration and something he hadn't done before, but he also drank during the ride from streams and troughs and immediately on finishing the race. He got a grade one again and no dehydration score. As you can imagine, for the rest of the season, I paid really close attention to mineral and electrolyte levels at the correct work level of heavy. That was my problem. 
I had calculated for moderate work, not heavy. We had no further dehydration scores and we only got grade ones. We didn't use anything fancy like an electrolyte supplement or expensive, just plain old table salt, cheapest chips that you can buy from the supermarket, fed at levels matched to minerals in our forage and to heavy sweat losses. Of course, we fed our horse feed balancer as well, because that would then cover the other electrolytes. So our Forage Plus top tip is to know, not guess, what electrolytes your horse needs and supplement the appropriate level of salt to maintain health and high performance, no matter what your horse's discipline. The way you do that is to either have an analysis for the grass or hay your horse is eating or to know what the common deficiency figures might be. So, that's all from me now. It's been great speaking to you. But I have to go out now, and I've got to play with my ponies. Next time, I'll be talking about the best way to feed a performance horse who is working at moderate to heavy work levels. How do you make sure your working horse gets enough fibre for a healthy digestive system, but enough calories to make sure energy and weight keep up to the task of all the athletic exercise they are doing. How do you make sure your horse gets enough protein to keep the immune system healthy and build strong muscles to support jumping, dressage and endurance? How do you make sure your horse recovers quickly and has the building blocks for a long, sound and successful life of competitive activity and loads of fun with you, with no worry. Most of all, how do you feed the most active of horses so they can be awesome? And you and your horse can have the best time together. Happy galloping, everybody. Go out, have fun and tell your horse they are just amazing. If you have loved this episode, please write a review of this podcast and share it to a horsey friend who you eat, sleep and breathe horse with. And for more wisdom on horse nutrition and management, visit our websites at forageplus.co.uk and forageplustalk.co.uk. 